guys, what's going on? Welcome back to the Arsenio Buck Show, and welcome back to the Udemy course. What is it? Episode number two, guys. Again, I hope you've already listened to the first part, and in this episode, we're going to be discussing our perception and how it creates our reality. You guys heard me pre-transformation. Now you hear me post-transformation. You do not hear that victim talk anymore. Why? Well, there's a lot behind that. But it's because the perception that I had before is no more. So, understand that your perception could be different from someone's perception in Egypt, someone's perception in Russia, someone's uh, perception in Bolivia, in Nicaragua, in New York. Understand that we all could be looking at one thing, but we perceive it to be something else. So it's time to dive real deep into this so you guys can have a real good understanding. Here we go. Hey guys, welcome back to session two. So just a quick recap. Um, In session one, we spoke about the mind and how it was made of the subconscious and conscious part, okay, using the ship analogy. In the second session today, we're going to be talking about perception and how that creates our reality. So what do I mean by that? Well, I'm going to be explaining to you how the conscious and the subconscious mind actually work together to create your own reality, which is very unique to you because your reality, my reality, and our senior's reality is all very different. Okay, so let's talk about processing information. And and I'm going to use this um, example based on... um, what actually Arsenio went through in, in, in real life. So if you would imagine, okay, a dog walking down the street. Now, for me personally, I love dogs. I've never been attacked by a dog. Um, so if I see like a little dog, or even if it's a big dog, you know, marching down the street, I'm like, oh, cute, that's so awesome. I want to go pet it, right? But if I have Arsenio next to me, Arsenio, what would you do? I would jump on something. More than likely, I would jump onto some form of a car, a pole. I would climb a pole like a tree, something like that. Uh And why would you do that? What experience have you had with dogs before? So I told uh, Mira before that back in 2004, I was walking down the street. If I'm not mistaken, it was called Stanley or Webb. I still remember the street because I lived in that neighborhood for so long. As I was walking down, there were two massively massive German shepherds in a gated, like in a house. And I remember their ears, it just went up like that. And I said, oh my God. And I, what, something told me, my instinct said left Arsenio. I saw a gate, I hurried, jumped over it. I heard, I was like, ah! And so I jumped on top of this trailer. And then I over to the next yard. I went all the way around the block and for 10 years i had nightmares about dogs Mm -hmm. so just to explain this why why is it that two people you know seeing the exact same thing a dog walking down the street would have two very different responses and that is based on your conditioning so in the first session i spoke to you about conditioning it's it's based on our experiences our memories, you know, our culture, religion, all of those good things uh, makes up our conditioning. 
okay? And if we've had a very traumatic experience like Arsenio has had with, with dogs before, you know, you automatically, you know, your subconscious mind is going to kick in. It's going to remember the, the traumatic experience that you had before. It's going to see this dog and it's going to, you know, go into either fight, flight, or, or, or fright mode or freeze mode actually. And, um, and that is how we, how we behave. We behave based on our perception. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about this. If you see this picture on, on, on the screen, it shows you how we process information. Okay. We process information in three different ways. It can either be distorted, deleted, or generalized. So our perception of the world, the people, situations, experiences, is a direct result of our conditioning. And based on our conditioning, we process information in three ways. We distort, as in Arsenio, he'll see a dog, he'll distort, he'll be like, oh my God, all these dogs, they just want to attack me. Or we delete or we generalize. For me, I'd probably be generalizing because I've only had good experiences with dogs. I'd be like, oh, that's so cute. Come on, Heather, you know? So, so that, is, that is what we do. So in neuro-linguistic programming, um, we, we explain your reality in, in this way, that we have 4 billion bits of information coming to us at any point in time per second. So when you're listening to me on this video, as you're seeing this diagram, you're receiving 4 billion, just let that soak in, 4 billion bits of information gets filtered into our subconscious mind, okay, from the external environment. So the dog approaching you on the sidewalk, that is your bits of information coming through the subconscious mind. But because your brain, due to conditioning, either generalizes, distorts, or deletes this information, okay, it then processes the information. So we only receive, in our conscious part of the brain, we only receiving 2,000 bits of information. So it really reduces in size, right? From 4 billion bits, it goes to 2,000 bits. And what happens is that when it's filtered into our mind through generalization or distortion or deletion, we get what we call in neuro-linguistic programming an internal representation, okay? Um, a map of, of, of your world, okay? Your image of what's actually going on externally. And for Arsenio, because of the way it was filtered through his sub subconscious mind, he sees this dog attacking him, okay? Whereas I just see like a friendly dog, just, you know, having his, his daily stroll every day. So we, we have an internal representation of what the external event is all about. This then creates an emotional state in us, okay? Your fight, flight, or freeze mode. And based on this emotion, it affects our physiology, okay? It literally affects different things um, going on in, in your body. So, you know, your cortisol levels will go up because maybe you're more stressed now. Or if you're in a calm, chilled out state, you know, that's how your whole body is going to feel. And that then ultimately affects your behavior.
Does that make sense? That makes sense. Absolutely. So, and that last bullet point and saying all of that, some people would probably ask, wait, what do you mean by having the ability, understanding, okay, the process of, of information, how it comes in through the subconscious mind, the internal representation, but what do you mean by having the ability to choose what we want to experience? So like you, you seeing lovely dogs, me seeing big angry dogs, you (laughs) use to see the positive and I choose to see the negative. So people need to understand that. Exactly. So, so, so that's, that's my next point. That's, that's where I want to hit next. So we're now understand that our perception of the world is a direct correlation or direct result of our conditioning, but it doesn't mean that is the be all and end all of everything, right? We can change that. We can change all of that. And this is how we do it. If we become more aware, okay, more conscious of our behaviors, of our thoughts, of our emotions, we can literally change our map of the world. We can change the internal representation of what, of the information we're receiving from the external world. So we have then the ability to choose what we want to experience. As soon as we choose how we want to experience, if we want to experience calm and peace and balance, you know, on the inside, and we feel that on the inside, our outer world immediately reflects the same. Okay, so we start seeing the world from a different perspective as well. So, so that is, that is the crux of neuro-linguistic programming, to say that, yes, you know, through conditioning, we experience certain events, we, we have a perception, it creates our reality. But as soon as we become more aware, as soon as we become more mindful of how we feeling, how we think, how we behave, we can stop, okay? And we can then ask ourselves, wait, why is it that I'm feeling this way? Why is it that every time I see a dog walking down the road, you know, or, or a dog on the sidewalk, I freak out. Oh no. Okay. Yeah. It's because in the past I've been attacked by it. I had like a really traumatic experience with dogs before. Okay. Yeah. That's why I behave that. That's why I start feeling all anxious. You know, um, that's why I just want to run every time I see a dog. And then you ask yourself, okay, but is this real? Does it mean that just because one, I had a bad experience with one dog, that all dogs are the same? Or am I just generalizing? And then you're like, no, okay, you know what? Just because one dog, you know, was a little bit on the vicious side, doesn't mean that all dogs are like that. And so we start becoming aware of how we see things. And when we do that, we can flip the coin. We can really then look at, look at it in a different way and be like, no, you know what? Actually, dogs, dogs are pretty cool, but it doesn't happen immediately. The subconscious mind, you know, it, it's a habitual creature. So the more we become aware and do this on a regular basis, it will then form habit and it will automatically, you know, 
start triggering in our minds. We'll automatically become aware of every single thing that we're saying, every single thing that we're doing, how we're feeling, so that we can see things from a different perspective, so that we can start experiencing things from a more positive um, side of life. So, you know, um, like I said, we just need to keep continue doing this on a regular basis. And the more we do that, the more we'll be able to change. Arsenio, do you have any questions on that? Do you, yeah. do you feel that I need to clear things up? Absolutely. Um, well, not so much with the questions, but again, when it comes to habit, and that's one thing, obviously, that we talked about further down the road in your transformational program and whatnot, yeah. uh, in terms of developing that habit and doing the same thing over and over. And this is what we've been doing for such a long time, such as taking showers, brushing your teeth, all the little necessities that's built far within our subconscious mind. And a lot of people would probably believe and say, you know what, I want this to be a quick fix. But um, yeah, that, 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 that's not the case here. So I think, you know, you guys need to think of it this way, exactly how Arsenio gave various examples. You know, when we were toddlers, we learned how to brush our teeth and we had to learn how to do that till it, till it became habit. And then we don't think about it. We don't think about, okay, well, I need to pick up the toothbrush, then take my hand, you know, towards my mouth um, and then move the toothbrush in circular motions. It just automatically happens. And, and that's what we need to do. We need to train our brain. So you, this is what you're going to be doing. This is, this is homework for you. You know, start thinking of things that you perceive in a negative light. It may be a relationship or, um, you know, the way you see a particular situation or how you feel about yourself. And start asking yourself that question. Why do I feel this way? Why am I feeling this way? Every time you feel a little bit negative, ask yourself, why am I feeling this way? Is this the way I'm feeling it, the way I'm seeing it, the way I'm perceiving something? Is that really how the situation is? Or is that just my own internal reality? And the more you do that, the more it will become habit and it'll just be an automatic response. Awesome. And so guys, in saying that, this is a nice thorough breakdown of everything. There are some things, obviously, that we said that you can begin doing right now. And what we're going to be doing, we're going to be scooting ahead to the next video. So uh, make sure you tune in to the next one.